Mass. The just man lives by faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, dear friends, we uh, have been previously looking at the, the virtues. And last uh, time I spoke to you about the virtues, we looked at the virtue of uh, prudence. And previous to that, the virtue of fortitude. And today we'll look at the, the virtue of justice, uh, what it means and its implications uh, for us in the spiritual life. And all as a tool, tools that God has given us in this life to navigate uh, through this life in order that we may wisely uh, uh, do what God expects of us in time in order that we may gain eternal life with him in the, in the world to come. When we look at <coughs> justice... By justice, we mean uh, rendering each to uh, person what is due to them, giving each what is due to them. And that is what our Lord meant when he said, give to Caesar what is to Caesar and uh, give to God what belongs to God. So we, uh, that basic definition is not very difficult to understand. Give to each one uh, their due, their due place, their due honour, their due respect according to the person, the station uh, uh, that we are in life, the person that we are dealing with. Uh, in Catholic theology, there's basically four main uh, aspects, four main divisions of uh, justice. First is that what we call the, the legal justice, and that's what our Lord was referring to when he said, give to Caesar what is to Caesar. That is, uh, give the due uh, respect, the due uh, honour to the state and the laws that it uh, legitimately imposes upon us. And secondly, that is the, there's this aspect of distributive justice, giving to each um, uh, the due according to their merit. So when, when the state gives out honours or positions or offices uh, to people, it ought to be based on merit, not on their gender or on their race or culture, as we are unfortunately seeing today with the promotion of uh, either uh, people of uh, the, the female gender just because they're females or uh, Aborigines just because they're Aborigines, they should be allowed to have these particular privileges. Uh, this is actually an injustice, these things. Uh, people should be uh, placed in their position according to merit. And unfortunately, we see uh, the consequence of this society is unfortunately overall run by wicked people who are not placed there because of their merit but because of some ulterior motive uh, which has meant that uh, people are in positions almost in every field in life whether it's the religious life whether it's the civil life whether it's lawyers doctors uh, police officers often in high positions uh, based on what to be honest corruption not based on on their due merit according to what they have shown themselves to be uh, as a reward for that they should be placed in the proper position but unfortunately we don't see that so much today then what we call is the uh, next division is that of vindictive uh, justice that is the state um, imposes the the right penalty according to the the crime according to punishing the criminal according to uh, the punishment fitting the crime and unfortunately again we don't see this so much today but this is very important uh, because the the state is not there to um, to 
punish in the sense of uh, getting revenge. It's not the role of the state. The role of the state is to punish the crime, to correct the crime, and to make it very clear that justice in some way is being done. That's so important. And you, you saw recently with the, the release of some major criminals uh, by the High Court, uh, over, a good, uh, over 100 of them were released into civil society. Uh, it's a sign of an injustice because criminals of that calibre ought to remain behind bars and not be let out to the general public. And it gives in the mind of the public a contempt for the law because the law is there to uphold justice. And when that's not being done or seen to be done, uh, it creates in people, says St. Thomas, a mistrust for the law uh, because those in, in charge should be promoting what is just, not what is unjust uh, for whatever agenda they may have. Uh, and then there is what we call the community of justice, justice where we are rendered to each other that uh, proper justice which is due to each other, showing the proper respect according to people's uh, position and place in society, doctors, lawyers, whatever they may be. We give each one their proper due, their respect. Justice must first be rendered to God because God not only is the creator of all men, but God is the ultimate one who decides, who tells us, determines what is right and wrong. And he has given us this reality in what we call the natural law. The natural law, you can say the Ten Commandments, the essential aspect of them, are ingrained into our very fibre. We, we know thou shalt not kill is wrong. It's part of the natural law that's instilled in our conscience uh, on the day that we are uh, infused uh, by God's grace into this world. We are born uh, in this world. We know that uh, what is right and wrong. We know the Ten Commandments, the, the natural law. Uh, but that standard, the foundation of all that, is God himself. So that means first justice must be rendered to God and this we call the, the virtue of religion and we fulfill that by our, our worship of God, our prayers and following his, his precepts. God then being the standard of, of all that is right and wrong uh, is owed this basic justice of the reverence, the worship and the respect to, to him's person and to his laws. Uh, justice must also be then given not only to God uh, because we see the first three commandments, they, re they refer directly to God. But then straight after the first three, God, the fourth commandment, refers to uh, parents, that is, those whose position it is to uh, represent in some way the, the presence of God for us, that is, that uh, reverence, that respect, that is due to those who have some authority over us, our parents, our teachers, our priests, our, our country. All must be given that uh, uh, respect and that justice that is that is owed to them. Uh, justice then demands that we not only respect others, but that we um, up, not uphold these their rights, but that we also give them not only the due respect, but that we protect them in some way, and particularly their uh, their reputation, their honour that's due to them. Uh, and if we, uh, we violate this, we, uh, uh, we end up committing sins against justice. And sins against justice can be either violating another's fundamental right, 
um, the right to work, the right to be paid properly, the right uh, to have a, a good reputation. Uh, and often we, we see we violate this when we undermine their reputation. Uh, it can also be uh, when we violate the, the just laws of the state, because sometimes there are unjust laws, or sometimes the state overreaches its, um, its law in making uh, excessive, excessive burdens. Uh, I think sometimes, my opinion, the, uh, the, the fines they give are totally disproportionate. Uh, so it's quite, in some ways, unjust. But that said, in all laws that are just, we have a duty to uh, obey and respect them and to conform to them. Uh, also, when we see uh, the state giving exceptional privileges to individual groups uh, uh, over the common good, as I said often, which you see the way that Aborigines are given excessive uh, privilege over other groups in society. That, that is a sin against justice. Uh, or favouring uh, these groups at the disadvantage of, of others, uh, as though in some way they're above the law. Uh, sins related to then also this aspect of injustice is that of irreligion. Uh, because God, and God being God, is due uh, the worship and attention that belongs to him. And not just the private worship, but also the public worship, because he is the creator of all men. Uh, so we owe God in justice a public worship that is due to him. That's why, we, uh, that's why in the church states to us it's a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday through our own fault, not not if there's obviously some excusing circumstances, you're sick or your children are sick or something like that, but if it's through your own willful negligence, yeah, it is a, a grave sin because it's theft from God. We owe God the public worship. Uh, and also then, likewise, uh, it is a sin to neglect our duty to our parents, uh, those who supported us, or even to our, the state. And here, if I can insist, on a basic point is our duty to, to vote. Now, often people will say, but the, the voting system is often rigged. And my answer is yes, it may be rigged, uh, but you have to do your duty regardless. An example of this, you know, St. Joseph, he, he went to do, uh, fill out the census as commanded by Augustus Caesar. And Augustus Caesar was probably a very wicked, immoral pagan. And nevertheless, it was a, a just law and he went at a great sacrifice to himself and to the Blessed Virgin Mary to go and fulfill that law and to fill out the census. Uh, it's, it's his duty uh, to fulfill the civil law, to fill the civic uh, sense of justice, not just to our parents, but even to the state. And I think we also have to remember that, um, that we are not somehow isolated from society, even if the leaders are, uh, are wicked. And all the more, by, I think, by participating in these aspects of things, that we show, yes, we love the state, we love our country, but unfortunately people uh, may be running it, or the way things are done it may be bad. But we confirm that by our fidelity and our loyalty to what it should stand for. And I think all the more is this uh, aspect so important today. And again, then, as sins against justice, the aspect of disrespect or disobedience or failure to help those who are above us, those who we have a duty to help, our parents, our teachers, our priests. 
uh, or breaking promises, lying or cruelty. And uh, another thing that is often forgotten is this aspect of greed. And today, uh, I think the whole modern world is, is run on, on greed. There's no, there's no aspect of love for truth or beauty or goodness. Unfortunately, it's, it's run on this uh, perverted sense of gain for the sake of gain. I gain. It's all about me. And this is a, a danger for us in the spiritual life and in this world because avarice can easily uh, blind us in our duty to God and in our duty to our neighbour. Here, uh, St. John Chrysostom says to us, do not say, I am using what belongs to me. No, you are using what belongs to others in the sense that God has given it to you but He's given it to you not because you're great, but because he's chosen you, given you the privilege to be an instrument of his good in this world with the things that he has given to you. Uh, uh, the danger for us is that avarice can easily blind us to so many other things, not just to uh, uh, our injustice of not sharing what we possess, but to so many uh, other things. St. John Chrysostom explains... Make to yourself a guest chamber in your own house. Set up a bed there. Set up a table there and a candlestick. Have a room to which Christ may come. Say this cell is Christ's. This building is set apart for him. Even though it is just a, a little insignificant room in the basement, he does not disdain it. Naked and a stranger, Christ goes about. All he wants is a shelter. Make it available even though it is as little as this. What he's getting at is that we have a duty in life to give alms. And, you know, often we are willing to invite into our house uh, family, friends, relatives, maybe the priest. Uh, and our Lord says when we do these things, when we uh, do those kind of things, our Lord says we do no different than the pagans do. Uh, they do all these things. What reward do you expect uh, from your Heavenly Father if you do no different than the pagan? Uh, we ought to invite, we ought to do with our alms deeds, give to those who have no way of repaying us. And here uh, it is very important to live with this spirit because the danger of avarice is it hardens our heart. It makes us unmerciful to the poor it makes us negligent of heavenly things. It grants to us this confidence in worldly things, which leads us to trust in ourselves rather than God and in his goodness. It creates in us a spirit of fraud, theft, robbery, and cheating. So we can look at in everything what we can gain out of it. And St. Paul warns us, and St. Paul points out the link between the two in the New Testament. He says in his letter to Timothy, Speaking about these people, he says, they are men corrupted in mind and who are destitute of the truth, supposing gain to be godliness. And this is a danger creeping up, unfortunately, today I see among so many Catholics throughout the world. They have taken on the Calvinist, the Protestant mentality that somehow material success is a sign that God, you've been blessed by God. And this is a massive uh, uh, gospel of the evangelists, the Protestants. They really believe that if you're materially successful, you're blessed by God and you're on the road to salvation. And that's almost the contrary in some ways true. 
Because if you are possessed of the things of this world, what does our Lord say? It is much more easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to save his soul. Uh, it's not true. And a danger for us in this, we can look, begin to look with contempt with those who are not so successful, not so privileged, as though they are rejected by God. Often, God blesses us only in this world if he can't bless us in the life to come. So we have to be dangerous, or be careful about this dangerous false mentality that is pervading, uh, I find, uh, among so many Catholics throughout the world today, uh, as though our either material success or our worldly success is somehow a sign that we are blessed by God. That is so false, so contrary to the spirit of the gospel. Uh, but godliness with contentment is a great gain for us. For we brought nothing, says St. Paul, into this world, and we certainly will carry nothing out. But having food and wherein to be covered, with these we are content. For they that will become rich fall into temptation and the snare of the devil, and into many unprofitable and hurtful desires, which drown men into the destruction and perdition. For the desire of money is the root of all evil. And if you want to understand all the evils throughout human history, summed up in that statement, follow the money trail. The root of all evil is the love of money. Not that money is bad, but the disordered love of money is at the root of all evil, uh, which uh, some converting have erred from the faith and have entangled themselves in many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, fly these things and pursue justice, godliness, faith, charity, patience, and mildness. Because these are the effects of the just man this kindness, this mildness, this patience, this generosity. Uh, today we see uh, unbridled savagery, unbridled savagery around the world today. Uh, people following their natural paganized passions in so many so-called civilized countries that they are become uh, barbaric. Uh, God, uh, says the Book of Wisdom, leads the just man by the right path. And, you know, perhaps uh, I, I think, you know, the mark of the, the just man is the one who thinks of constantly giving himself in sacrifice to his neighbour or to God. Uh, you know, we, we often can say that, yes, this, this spirit of sacrifice, arms deeds, generosity to others. But perhaps... Perhaps we can begin with a, even a more simple virtue, which many fail to practice in our time, that can assist us and is part of that virtue of justice, and that is the virtue of gratitude. How many people will, will complain to us as priests that so many people they've done so much good to, and they never even receive the word of thank you, and in fact often really receive an insult. How many parents will say on the day of their death, cursed be the day that I gave birth? because the, the way the contempt and the ingratitude shown to them by their children. Perhaps maybe in some way often they were part of raising these wicked children. But a little thing for us is be grateful to those who serve you in some way and show that gratitude to them. Uh, they learn to say please and thank you. Please in the sense that 
today we don't say please anymore because we think that we are owed everything. We have a, a spirit of self-righteousness that we think everything it belongs to me and I deserve what I get from my parents, my teachers and my people because I'm so fantastic. And if I don't get what, what I think I deserve, well, they'll, they'll hear about it, they'll know about it. Uh, we sulk, we complain, we huff and puff and we get angry, we throw tantrums uh, because we think everything is owed to us. Uh, what a poor spirit we live in today. And, and therefore, the lack of basic gratitude uh, to say thank you uh, and to show in sometimes in some visible, uh, tangible way uh, uh, that we are grateful to what this person has done for us. It doesn't matter what it is, just a, uh, a thank you card, uh, just a write thank you to them, uh, thank you for what you did, uh, or just a text message, thank you for the other day you did so and so, I'm really grateful, uh, thank you for being a friend, or whatever it is, little thing, uh, the spirit of gratitude. Uh, it's uh, often God says, uh, Saint Jerome hinders from giving us things because we are ungrateful to Him. Uh, it is uh, it's like a desert wind that dries up the uh, the oasis. Uh, the spirit of ingratitude has pervaded our hearts today. Uh, uh, we can begin there, and from there we can go on to the spirit of of alms deeds, giving, sacrifice, and you know I think. One thing that we neglect is to think each day, have I given enough alms deeds today? Whether it's time, energy, my, my sacrifice in the house to do what my parents or teachers would expect of me, rather than having been asked or nagged to do something, uh, have I done enough alms deeds during the week uh, to those who would expect it from me? Has it been my time, my energy, my, uh, my effort in their regard? Uh, doesn't matter. Even sometimes, just giving someone a phone call, just checking on them, it's a little arms deeds, a little sacrifice on your part. Often people complain, nobody calls me, nobody talks to me. Maybe you can do the same. Maybe you can call the stranger, the widow, the, the unfortunate person who maybe doesn't have someone to visit them. Little things like this uh, are sure that we are not just fulfilling the legal level of justice. Our Lord, on that regard, says... Uh, Unless your justice abounds greater than the Pharisees, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. If you just fulfill the legal uh, level of uh, paying your dues, uh, you're not a friend of our Lord. You're just paying the facade. Anyone can pay the facade. It's not a sign of any great virtue. Uh, often we, we do it just to uphold our, our good image in the eyes of men. But we must go beyond this spirit, says our Lord. The, the effect of being truly a man, a just man, is that we learn to trust not in the things of this world, but in the providence of God. King David says in the Psalms, uh, the Lord rules me and I shall want nothing. He shall set me in a place of pasture. He has brought me uh, up on the waters of refreshment. He has uh, converted my soul. He has led me to the path of justice for his own name's sake. For though I shall walk in the midst of the shadow of death, I, feel no, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they shall have comforted me. The spirit of uh, justice, a just man, he trusts not in himself, but in the great providence of God over his life. That's why the great master of the 
the spiritual life, Father Rodriguez, says that I am certain that nothing can do anything unto me, neither men nor devils nor any creature whatsoever, beyond what God wishes and gives uh, leave for it. Uh, uh, let, uh, uh, let it be done then in God's name, since I refuse nothing nor seek anything else but the will of God. You know, an example of this, uh, St. Thomas More. St. Thomas More, uh, you know, you've heard the, the, the man for all seasons. But that, was, that title was given to him during his life because the man who, who uh, wore a hair shirt, who spent hours in prayer, was always uh, unaffected by the circumstances around him, whether he was praised by men or condemned by the king uh, to prison and eventually to die. He was always the same. Why? Because he didn't put his trust in the things of the world. And he was more than just the just. He was generous to the poor, to the needy. Uh, but both with his time, uh, a man who was extremely affectionate and kind and welcoming, the same time uh, lived a very mortified and detached life from the world. Uh, a perfect example for us. But the greater example, and I want to leave you with, is that of St. Joseph. St. Joseph, we call him in the litany of uh, St. Joseph, Joseph most just. And the New Testament calls him the just man, that is the upright, the holy, the man sanctified, that is the man detached from this world. And he is speaking on St. Joseph in this regard, and it really sums up everything I've said to you so well uh, thus far, and that is uh, the works of Father uh, Edward Healy Thomas on St. Joseph. He points out to us, saying, St. Joseph, the just man, rendered faithfully to God his due by practicing all the duties of religion, continually praising him, making him oblations and sacrifices, sanctifying all his feasts, reverencing his temple, honoring his priests. In a word, he gave himself wholly to God, and for his glory he would willingly have shed his blood. To men he rendered their due by respecting them in their property, their honour and their life. Joseph indeed was poor, but he was not a beggar, neither because he worked at a trade which implied manual labour, needs his state in life be regarded as either as mean or contemptible. With the Hebrews, who still retained many of the simple and primitive customs of the patriarchs, the profession of an artisan, if not noble or distinguished, was yet far more being esteemed uh, as the lowest. Uh, The arts were respected as useful to society, and a good artificer was preferred to the richest merchant. Moreover, every father of a family was bound by the law to make his children learn some trade, even if they did not require to practice it, in order that they might not take to dishonor or dishonest practices or become a burden to others. The employment which Joseph adopted was one uh, that our divine master himself did not disdain to practice in his youth, yet he might set as an example of humility and laborious industry for us. Thus, in this uh, our age, when the question of working classes is so prominently before the world, 
and certain evil teachers are uh, abroad who would make them regard their condition as a misfortune and as wrong and urge them to seek redress by forcefully uh, appropriating the goods of others. And we see this today so much. It has pleased God to exhibit Joseph in all of his glory as the most sublime model of all the laboring man, so that all may turn their eyes upon him, learn from, their, from him their true duty as Christian workmen, and faithfully imitating his virtues, find under his patronage health to labor and needful employment for the support and maintenance of their families. Let us admire then the profound humility of Saint Joseph, who although he came of royal blood, preferred the humble and laborious occupation of a carpenter to the any other profession more noble and agreeable, in order the better to please God by a hidden and toilsome life and avoid those perils which often come with a more elevated position and social scale. Joseph, the Shion of kings, from uh, the voluntary humility condemned his hands, worthy of burying a regal scepter to wield instead the hatchet and the hammer, or rather he consecrated with his uh, holy hands all the instruments of labor, teaching clearly thereby that it is the duty of all who in this transitory life have to gain their daily bread by the sweat of their brow, to regard their life of toil as providentially assigned to them in the mercy of God to be the means by which they may work out their eternal salvation and secure to themselves an exalted position in the court of heaven. Joseph, most just, pray for us. And Father, Son, Holy Ghost.